Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the facets of a magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back. I'm here with Braca, and this is part two. And I love the conversation we had in part one. I would really invite you to go to part one and listen to this because it's really moving forward with this ladder that she's talking about and her, the wisdom teachings that she's gained that I think is very intriguing and very helpful and ties very nicely into understanding the soul evolution and why it's important to have this attunement that she's talking about. In this segment, we are talking about searching in all the wrong places for something more. Bracca, why don't you continue? Okay, great. So in part one, I talked about that there's five levels to the human soul and five levels of pleasure would correspond to our five fingers because we could bring this pleasure into our lives at any time. So the first two levels are the... The, nat the natural physical pleasures in this world that we can enjoy with our senses. All of this was designed by God for our joy. Like, I, I love to give the example of an orange because, you know, an orange, when you just think about its design, it, it, it's green. All the fruit are green. They're camouflaged in with the leaves and they only become bright and beautiful when they're ready. They call to us with their beautiful, bright colors. We're ready. This is what they're mm -hmm. doing. So, mm -hmm. and then like, think about an orange. It's got a peel around it. It keeps the sweet juiciness in for months, individually packaged, everyone. And then when you finish it, you're left with the seeds. So God designed these seeds to be, they have infinite wisdom in them. They become trees, endless trees, endless oranges. All of this we can enjoy in mindful gratitude. We don't have to think about all of that when we're eating an orange. But when we do, it uplifts our body and our soul with so much gratitude when we mindfully experience it and understand with gratitude how much infinite loving kindness and wisdom was put into something as simple as an orange. and. You, you can compare that to an orange flavored tangy taffy, which even the wrapper pollutes the environment. It doesn't do anything good for us. It's, it's designed with greed, not with loving kindness, not to help us. And like the difference between these food that was created by the almighty, this is food that is delicious and nutritious. And, and, and the junk stuff that isn't even really food, it's, it's delicious and addictive. So it's like a totally different kind of substance. And, and sometimes has even em empty calories. 
empty calories and even deleterious, even harmful harmful stuff in it for us. They mm-hmm. take out the fiber, the water, the nutrients. They mm-hmm. put it, they pack in the salt, the sugar, and the fat that are not ever found in nature in those amounts. So that has an impact. I'm sorry about that. I'm yes. Broken. But it also has an impact on our mental well-being. Yes. Because exactly. it creates this, this um, chemical imbalance that we talk about because we have so much sugar that's in yes. us and not enough nutrition that yes. the body, you don't give the body enough to work with to help us to have that stability or that, that balance um, within our mind, body, and soul. Exactly. It, that's why addictions are so widespread. We are... We're, you know, we're being programmed to live in a very imbalanced way in that way. From childhood on, children, so many commercials about eating this junk instead of the real food. And yeah, that's why my children's books are aimed at the opposite with children to try to get them to understand what, how to live a healthy life early on. So that's it. The physical pleasures are the lowest level of pleasure, but they uplift us physically and spiritually. Then comes love, focusing on the virtues of another, taking us out of our own self to think about someone else. And when we do this, when we are in the state of addiction, the bottom part of our brain is saying, help, I need this right away. Give me the food, stuff it in. Right away, when we start thinking outside of ourselves, like you say, out of the ego, think of another person, what you appreciate about someone then the the neurons start going up, up, up into the prefrontal cortex and we start thinking differently. And then it's taking the neurons away from firing back here. So we're not in that hyper state of I need to keep eating right now. And we can more calmly experience things with gratitude, like something natural or another being, another person. We come out of our own selves. Then the third level is meaning, doing something good and meaningful in the world. And now I'm going to go up to the fourth level, the high, I mean, the second highest level is, it's just surprising to me when I learned about it, is creativity. This is when you put a unique part of yourself into the world. When you're in that state of creativity, You don't feel like eating or sleeping. You're on such a high. It's like this special zone. And you'll notice in each of these, like you were saying, you are emulating the creator more and more closely as you go up the ladder with all the physical, amazing things that God created, the beings, the other beings in this world, doing something meaningful for your community and creativity. That's, you know, what? what God is all about. And you have that in you. Each person has unique ways to give to the world. So that is the second highest level of joy and even more lasting pleasure. What's on the highest level? It's called transcendence. It's the state of oneness. It is when, like you were describing, we transcend our own limitations. We make that first crack in a bad habit to do something differently, we begin to break out of our challenges and do something good with what's happened to us. It's also when like under a starry, starry sky at night, when you know you're a part of the greater universe and 
that stays with you forever. That sense of being a part of something greater. It's it's when the veils of separation are lifted between Mm -hmm. us and everything outside of us, between us and everybody and everything and between source energy. We, the flow is we, 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 we become aware of that flow that is always happening between us and source energy. And that's flowing amongst all of us. You know, as we, we give to the vegetation, the vegetation gives to us. It's a constant thing, but that awareness just fills us with, it's a state of awe and wonder, Mm -hmm. a tremendous sense of gratitude. And I read in psychology today recently that Scientists noted that the state of awe and wonder creates the most chemicals in the body to fight off infections. Mm-hmm. So there it is. Like, it, like you were saying, it unites both our body and our soul in the greater state of health. Wow. That is, um, I can see that so much because when you're moving with the soul through these different stages that you're talking about, just kind of looking at that. Um, in itself, you actually have moved from the soul loves creativity. It's through creativity because it means the creativity comes from a greater source, not just a yes. soul source, but a greater yes. source. And it's in attunement with that greater source. And yes. so it's delighted. It's happy. And yes. so that's why you have that greater sense of contentment. And you have this energy that you were talking about that it's like you can keep on going because you have so much great energy. It's not a manic depressive type of energy or mania, but it's more of a true, true, pristine beauty of energy that is flowing through you. And you're you're using it to create something in the world that brings glory to God, not to Beautiful. yourself, but the glory to God in the highest is what we're um, really actually wanting to be able to do, which is entirely different path than the path of the ego. The ego is all about me. Right, right. (laughs) Like you're saying, those three level um, lower orders, you know, it's all about me. It's all about recognition. It's all about what I can get. It's all about just being able to say, you know, I did a great job. That's entirely different when you're talking about these other levels. And as you're moving into this creativity, it's like, God, guide me, help me to be my best, that I can bring something into the world that honors not only you, but us of service to you and what you want to happen into the world this day. So it does require, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, some degrees of reflection time or meditation time or stillness time, which I talk about stillness as staying tuned in light and love. So you're staying in tune to a vibration that's higher that allows you to have that continuing flow and that flow is that greater sense of wholeness beautiful beautifully beautifully expressed and i want to say the the lower levels are also so filled with connection to god this is just an even more awareness of god because i what i also forgot to say is Mm -hmm. that the price to pay to, to get on any rung of the pleasure ladder is the same price, and that's gratitude. Gratitude is what gets us to each rung. Gratitude, when we are feeling gratitude, that's how we get out of our ego. Because we're recognizing it's all coming from source. Yes, that changes everything. And like you said, the flow. 
the create you don't get you don't you don't get a swelled head when you're creative when you're when you're because you're recognizing that it's just flowing through you you are blessed to be a channel for this infinitely creative energy yes and and that's where we're saying we, we want to be uh in embodiment uh, more like god yes yes in, in embodiment in our uniqueness that we are giving we're like a, a diamond and we're buffing up our facet of that diamond that shows god's uniqueness through us yes exactly and i don't want to make it sound like i'm always on this pleasure ladder like because for sure we all have egos in this world and there's an expression the minute you start patting yourself on the back you don't have your hand to catch you when you fall because you're going to fall the next minute you know <laughs> it's bound to happen that's those are the challenges that god is sending our way oh you're feeling so great about yourself you forgot about where all this is coming from boom you know it just happens and it's all again done with loving kindness every one of those falls you know all those boo-boos we get, some are so horribly painful. It's all for an ultimate goodness. That's what changed in my understanding because before with, with eating disordered behavior, it's all a lot about control. I did not trust the world. I didn't trust myself. Once I began to learn and trust that there actually was a God in the world and that God was a part of me too, flowing through me. It was a whole different world, you know? So then when I was saying like, it became like this. I used to say that you wake up to go to work, to make money, to buy food, to, what's the point? And, and it became like this. I woke up to go to work to buy food, to live another day. It's like, it's the same exact life, but it's transformed because now I see it all as a gift from God. Right, and the word that came to my mind, I do all those things because it's to the glory of God. Yes. And yes. in the process of knowing that I'm glorifying God, that just tickled me. <laughs> now it just yes. brings enjoyment to me. It just allows me to know that my purpose is far greater. I'm an instrument of God's purpose, you know, in the earth. And that's yes. where that uniqueness comes in, that creativity. Each person's yes. creativity will be a new facet of that diamond that is being buffed up that God wants you to buff up. Exactly. But then the other piece that you made a mention of is, is that sometimes we... We, we do get a lot of hurt, pain, and disappointment and skin our knee and break our leg and, you know, feel as if life is totally against us. And we're not realizing that those experiences that we're having is really actually teaching us something. Yes. Because God is helping us to see when we're off the path and when we're on the path to yes. moving towards his glory and his victories in our lives. And sometimes those experiences that we went through he may have said, and you've heard people say this before, even I didn't like to experience it. I actually just, dis, you know, felt despair about the experience that I went through. But now looking back, it made me who I am. Yes. It made me a better person. It yes. made me understand that this, what I was doing someone else, now I know how it feels, <laughs> you know, to yes. have that same experience. Or I had this experience over here and I realized I was in the wrong place. Something yes. told me not to go there. 
Yes. But I went. So we're yes. all learning the issues around obedience. We're all learning issues of trusting ourselves. We're all learning lessons of discipline with ourselves. That the God has a complexity of reasons of why things happen to us. And just because we don't understand it, doesn't mean that there's not some rationale behind it. A greater level that's happening. Sometimes it really is not paying attention to one's intuition. And you end up, which is not paying attention to the soul. Yes. And you end up just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes. And so that's where that reflection time comes in, that meditative time to say, show me, guide me, help me be in a treatment with your will yes. and doing the highest will in all that I do. Yes. And, and, and also to remember that what does a parent want for their child? A parent wants their child to experience the greatest pleasure possible in life. That's what the Almighty wants for all of us. It doesn't seem like it sometimes, but that's what the ultimate parent wants. We were created for no other purpose than to experience the greatest pleasure here. And that's, that to me was a huge revelation. Um, and to recognize that our purpose for being here can really be succinctly summarized by our purpose being here to experience life in gratitude. Yeah, it, it goes back with that statement that um, I think is in the Bible, have no other gods before me. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. Because God says, I want you to sing my praise. I want you to you know, know that I am the source by which you move, live and have your being. Your energy comes from me and you have choice now living on planet earth, how you want to spend that energy or use that energy, but no, it's still coming from God. Yes. Um, and I give the analogy in one of my books on nationalized adventures is about the fountain. And in this fountain, you have all these sprigs of water, so, you know, flowing from uh, sprigs of water flowing from the fountain. And those sprigs are you, your individual self, it's you, Brock, it's me, it's whatever, all these sprigs, but it's all coming from the same source. Yes, you know, exactly. The fountain. It's all coming from the same source, even though there's uniqueness of those sprigs of water coming out. But again, it's all coming from the same source. Yes. And, and I want to say that it's not like God needs the glory. We need to feel the gratitude. <laughs> Otherwise, we get stuck in thinking this is it. And that's not a joyful place to be. It's for our own good to be able to feel that gratitude every single day. God, the infinite, all-knowing, in, does not need the glory. It's totally oh, only, for us. It's to, I, for our own I, benefit. Yeah. yeah, I agree with some of that. I agree with a whole percentage <laughs> of that. But what I think happens, and I would add to that, is, is that the physical form that we have, which is made by God's glory, and the spirit by which we are kind of um, moving towards and the soul, so yes. that when we experience the glory of God, God experiences himself as glory. So in the physical form, it allows us to be able to have the glory. It's like a figure eight flow going yeah. back and forth. Absolutely. We feel it, God feels it. We feel it. God feels it. We're all one. We yes. are one. We are yes. one. We are one. Yes, it gets that flow going beautifully. Exactly. That's yeah. it. Just keep, exactly right. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> want to interrupt. It takes you there, away the blockages. 
takes away yes. those blockages. Yes. Yes, that's and that, right. That's what we he created. Our soul, no matter what neglect and trauma we've been through, our soul is resiliently shining all the time. But we put blockages over it. We had to, as coping mechanisms, we've been through painful times. I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to put this blockage. And when we put the blockage over that light, it doesn't feel like we're shining anymore. So that's why we need helpful people like you to help us with support, therapeutic help, remove the blockages so we can, again, connect with that shining light that's in it. And that's my purpose, too, to help children's souls to shine. Give them the tools from the beginning of life so they don't have to play catch up the rest of their lives. Or we play catch up and that's OK, too, you know, but but we can accomplish so much more with when we get this wisdom early on in life and learn the skills for how to live a joyful life. Yeah, and your, you know, your pleasure ladder is really wonderful and succinct and it allows people to understand that. And also what you're talking about, you decided to say, I want to write children's books. Tell us yeah. more about that. Yeah, because I'm, I write the books that I wished I had as a child. Books that explain deep concepts and complex topics. I, That's what I thank God, was given the gift to do to explain things as simply as possible and in a joyful way. The, the funny thing is, the books that I have about prevention of abuse are my most popular books of all. I think they're in like 150,000 homes. And children will come up and say, oh, I love those books. And that's not what I expected. I wrote the books to help protect children, but they find them joyful. They love having clear guidelines. So that's what I do with my books. There's books about swimming safely, books teaching about disabilities. I love, because again, children with disabilities are the loneliest children, mm -hmm. usually. Mm -hmm. They don't get invited to birthday parties or play dates as much as other children. So I explain to children that are not as neurodiverse how to interact effectively, how to be more inclusive. So that's important. Like all these things that have to do with the body. And of course, Let's Stay Healthy is my book about eating healthy for children and the importance of exercise, good hygiene and sleep. I love to explain to children why, because when I was at Harvard, even I took courses at the Graduate School of Public Health. This is what I love, to explain in a public way how to be healthy to children and why. So, and then I have spiritual books like the Invisible Book, explaining about all the things we believe in that are invisible. There's, there's the wind. There's our thoughts, there's our feelings, there's time, there's gravity, there's electromagnetism. How can a magnet pick up a paperclip? So it's not far-fetched to believe that we too, you see the effects of all these invisible things, but you don't actually see them. We too, we are invisible beings in essence. We're spiritual beings. And I, I make that more understandable to children. So. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. how wonderful. How wonderful. We are spiritual beings having a physical existence. Yes. 
And um, you know, as you're talking about the invisible books that you write, which are sound fascinating, uh, you're also talking about the invisibility of the soul. Yes. And so it's in a different dimension. And you're yes. learning and they're learning about this new dimension, a part of themselves, which most kids and most books don't really get into. So yes. I think that's the uniqueness of your books and then your ability to convey things in a simple but joyful way. Wow, yes. that's a that's a powerhouse. Thank you. I, I, I got to tell you about one other book. This is so you. It's called Don't Read This Book. It's the ego talking to us and how to be aware of when the ego is talking versus your soul. So it tells you what the ego will tell you to do and how you can answer it. And the more awareness you have of these voices, which we all have in us, mm -hmm. the, the more power you have to, mm -hmm. to live a joyful life. Yeah. You're actually helping them to distinguish between yes, what that's is the ego and, and what is that's uh, the, the word voice. distinguish. I got to write mm -hmm. that down. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is excellent because just not children, adults need it too. Yes. <laughs> to distinguish between the ego speaking versus the soul speaking. Yes. Because there's a greater sensitivity and a greater lightness and a greater persistence that the soul will have. If we give it space, it will try to guide us. Yeah, um, but if we think it's we just read it, it's like you know I've, I've been um, saying that sometimes our our soul speaks a different language, but we speak English and we just say we're interpreting it as English, but the soul saying no, that's not what I'm saying. Be quiet, listen, be yeah. willing to hear with the inner ear what is it that I'm trying to say, and that takes practice and that takes books like you're talking about to give people an indication of how to go about doing it, giving them a path about yes. how can you get on the path to be have a greater sense of fulfillment and anchor in truly your soul. Exactly, exactly. I tell you that that book took me 30 years to write. I started it 30 years ago, mm -mm, not done. And through the years, I kept learning more that I could put into the book till last year when I finally realized that voice inside our heads this is the most amazing thing. It's like a pair of barbells. It actually doesn't want you to listen to it. It wants you to push it off. It wants you to succeed because that voice too was put in there by God. It wants you to say, oh no, I'm not going to listen and grow your gratitude muscles. So that was a new realization I've come to that I'm loving to share with children, and this is the thing, like you were saying, who reads children's books? It's the only kind of book it's read by every single age. The grandparents read it, the parents read it, teachers, the children, and even teenagers, when no one's looking, they, they get the messages in the books. <laughs> That's great because uh, it allows everyone to feed their soul. Yes, exactly. Uh, by them um, feeding a child's soul, they're yes. feeding their soul at the same time. Beautiful. Which is what is so wonderfully needed for connection as the, the parent or the grandparent or the aunt or the brother or the sister is reading the book to the child. They're also like dividing, having that line of connection and being able to say, hmm, let me think more about that. Yes. And how does that show up in my life? Yes. Yeah. And sometimes children are so much closer to God that yes. they get it. Like, 
immediately. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, I understand that. But we're still pondering as we're in our, in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, still pondering, what does that mean? And sometimes yes. what we need to do is ask the child, so how did you get, what did you get out of that? Yes. And see what the child says, because there's pearls of wisdom and what they get out of what's being read to them. Exactly. They have that sense of awe and wonder that we lose. We we got to get it back. Exactly. Right, right. So I I hear your books and you're 41 of them. It sounds like you're going to get a 42, I assume, um, is actually kind of opening out a wealth of understanding, which is the wisdom that you wanted when you were saying earlier in part one, that now you're giving that wisdom as your gift. to the world yes thank god that's how your creativity is flourishing and god is not working through you and helping you to be able to know when it's right to put out that book because not now you still have a little bit more yes (laughs) yes so true the book felt scary to me too scary for children and then i could add that joyful understanding at the end it changed the whole book that's what i was waiting for but I didn't have that understanding yet in my life. That's the mm-hmm. evolution of the soul. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, when I help children's souls to shine, it helps my own soul to shine. That's what happens. Exactly. Automatically. There is this you know, concept of um, the uh, four S's, which is sacrifice, surrender, selflessness, and service. And so when we're willing to let go of our kind of preconceived notions, we sacrifice them. We let them go. And we see something new by the reading that we're doing or by our own soul's evolution and that it needs to go through that we didn't see before. When we can surrender our thoughts or our feelings about how things should be and look at things, how things are and try to engage in that, that becomes very helpful. And so each of these areas help us to move towards a greater sense of purposefulness and meaningfulness and guiding us to be able to know that, you know what, the more I let go, that surrender, the more I let go of a preconceived notice of sacrifice, the more that I'm willing to be selfless and know that, and that's what you're talking about in this um, pleasure ladder, the higher levels of that selflessness that you're able to give uh, and willing to give is not about you. You know, it's about what is it that I can do? Yes, I'm going to keep myself healthy and I'm going to keep the things connected, allowing me to be connected. But I don't feel the need that it has to be, quote unquote, all about me. Yes. Know? And then yes. so for that selfless service, the service part of it is giving. Yes. Giving every day in every way. What is one way or two ways that I can give more that allows my soul to flourish and allows other souls to flourish around me as well? Exactly. It could be something as small as a smile, holding a door open for someone behind you. Tiny things help your soul to shine more fully. Yes. And, and one of the other aspects, too, is just saying thank you. Yes. <laughs> we, don't, we don't hear enough of people saying, well, thank you for doing that. <laughs> exactly. The less we take things, of course, of course, I should get this. And I say <clears throat> change, of course, to looking to source, mm. looking to see the source. Where is this, this gift that I'm getting? It's not, of course... that sense of entitlement Mm -hmm. i'm really not entitled to anything every single thing i've got is an incredible gift all the parts of my body that are working right now all the illnesses i don't have there's 
infinite amount of things to be grateful for. Every person has every moment. Yeah, it really does hit that you know, nicely, what you're saying all throughout those five levels. This is gratitude and attitude of gratitude. Yes. It's <laughs> what we need to continuously have. And that brings us a greater sense of joy because we realize gratitude is just a wonderful quality yes. to be able to express. And it also moves us this quality of loving kindness. We're being kind. And also when we need to be, we're being firm. And so the soul needs to also have discipline too. And so it becomes important for us to be aware of our souls when we're saying, is this my soul? Is this my ego? Or is this my soul needs a little bit of obedience and being obedient, doing the things it needs to do? Because the soul can be like a little child too. And it just wants what it wants when it wants it. But we are the governors of our soul. And so we're the ones who have to say gratitude is important, but also discipline and being obedient and knowing that we need to do a certain thing because it is in the glory of God. Not just, not just moving and saying, well, I don't feel like it, so I'm not doing it. But you know at inner levels that it's the right thing to do. It, it, will, it, think about that? it will nourish your soul. It, it, that's what it does. That's how you know. You know how you could tell the difference between your intuition and being impulsive. Like they're both quick and clear, but the impulsive feelings are urgent and the um, intuitive feelings are calm. They come with a sense of calmness. That's how we can distinguish between them. Um, also, it's something that you brought up when when bad things happen to us and we like, why? How could God do this to me and stuff like that? If if the almighty was understandable, completely understandable, what kind of an almighty is that? It's going to be way beyond us. You know what I mean? We we shouldn't be able to understand all the future things. I mean. In my own heritage, we had a Holocaust, you know, six million of us were wiped out. How could we possibly see that as an infinitely loving God would allow a thing like that to happen? That's one of the biggest questions that we ask. It's not like God allowed it to happen. I mean, it was done by people. I mean, but Mm -hmm. yeah, but 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 the other things we don't even know with all that cruelty that happened. There's, there was still some good purpose to it. That's so hard to understand, but it's true. I mean, one of the beliefs that's coming out now is that people like me were reincarnated from those pe- those children that were lost during the Holocaust because actually I started my diary when I was 12, right after I finished reading the diary of Anne Frank. And I felt, motivated that's when it all opened up my world and so it's like who knows why did I feel this unquenchable thirst for more wisdom in life I don't even know where it came from it could have been I'm a reincarnation from back then we don't we have no idea God is in the unknowable in so many ways but the knowable parts are when we see God's loving kindness right in front of us so Whenever we're feeling unworthy because of criticism from childhood or trauma, whatever a person's been through, it, it builds up our sense of worthiness the more we 
practice gratitude exercises because then we are experiencing the gifts. We are, we are nourishing ourselves with this loving kindness, with an awareness of it, and we feel loved. We are letting that into our life. When we open up to that, that builds our sense of worthiness. I'm a person who's worthy of enjoying this amazing orange that was given to me. We, we, and then we start opening our eyes to all the different gifts, which when we're feeling unworthy, we don't even recognize that we have in our lives. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I was reflecting on what you were just saying about worthiness and, and, and it's true, all that you're saying. And a part of that is too, we can also ask God, God, I am worthy. Make <laughs> me worthier still. God, I am worthy. Make me worthier still. <laughs> so we ask God to kind of infill and help you with those traumas or difficulties or challenges or whatever, that we don't have to do it all by ourselves. And that's where the something more comes in. That mm-hmm. something more is asking, inviting God's presence mm-hmm. in your life, asking the angel's presence in your life. And that you also talked about reincarnation, which some believe, some do not believe, but I am the proponent that believe in reincarnation and that there are cycles within cycles within cycles that we've lived before in many different experiences and in different cultures and yes. different races and ethnicities, yes. right. you know, that God is kind of, you know, helping us to learn a greater aspect of who we are yes. and not get tied down to just this physical form and it's one yes. life to live and that's it. But there's exactly. multiple lives and God sees the grander scheme of things and the infinity of why we're going through certain experiences. That's why we can trust that something coming our way, we are going to learn something from it. And what God looks at is it's like, How are you going to react? How are you going to give glory to God and not get angry at God for what has happened to you? Which then cuts that tire, that that pleasure ladder that you were talking about. It cuts that like scissors because you say, I'm not going to be angry at uh, at God as opposed to God, show me. You know, yes. what, why is this coming in my world? Show me what I need to learn from this. Guide me how I can have more joy, even in this experience of which I'm going through right now. Yes, yes, beautiful. Yeah, like you were saying, we were, we're, we're in separate bodies. We could have been, I could have been in your body, you could have been in my body, in another lifetime. Like, what the thing is that we're all souls and the souls don't have barriers between them. We're really like, one huge soul, all connected to God's energy. So that's what helps us to be able, like right now, you and I, to resonate so deeply because our souls are, are just flowing with each other. Exactly. And what you're hitting the nail on the head is like, how do we get past what the society wants us to be a separatist? separate bodies, separate races, separate ethnicity, separate nationalities. But in actuality, in the grand scheme of things, that's not how God and the soul sees it at all. Yes. We're all like an infinite amount of colors. We're all like this incredible rainbow of colors that are all needed to reflect the most beautiful light all together. Yeah. Yes. And that is the spiritual path. And those colors are pure colors that are reflecting the rainbow ray of God's energy um, that sometimes gets misused in many regards. And in what God is saying, 
step back into who you really are and the, the path that you're on of following your soul path. It is giving you certain experiences to keep you focused on what really matters, yes. which is your soul evolution. And it is that ladder of pleasure that you're talking about and transcendence of oneself on a, up to that fifth level of transcendence. And that's what, that's what we're all about. Like you yes. said earlier, that's what we're all about. That's what so it's if you, yes, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, in this conversation, I was searching uh, in all the wrong places for something more. Any final concluding remarks or thoughts or wisdom that you want to leave with our seekers? Yeah. I'll just, there's, uh, imagine a man on a rooftop about to jump off and a lady sees him from across the way and she goes, don't jump, whatever you do. And she says, I'm sure your life is so filled with problems. You must be in terrible pain right now. What if in addition to all your problems, what if you were blind also? And what if you were just now given the gift of sight, would you still jump off? He said, no, of course not. She said, well, you have been blind. You now have the gift of sight. Recognize there are so many blessings in your life right now. Despite all the pain, there is so much you can still be thankful for. That's every single one of us. We have all felt that. And we can all open our eyes so much more to just experience so much more gratitude and joy in our lives. Wow, that's great. That, and that, that's a great you know, visualization. I, could, I can see what you're talking about. And yes, um, and sometimes we're placed in people's lives to be able to have them have greater insight, you know, of individuals. So we don't, it's not a coincidence that we kind of meet people or whatever, but yes. maybe there's some networking of God doing some of this to try to help yes. us, guide us, and also bring greater pleasure and joy and happiness into people's lives. Yes, exactly. Well, this has been a great conversation and discussion that we've been having. And I, I really, truly um, thank you, Bronca, for coming on uh, in this segment of Real Life's Adventures. Uh, and you know what? I'll let you make the concluding quote or statement, and then we'll end from for now. Okay, sure. I mean, well, our sages teach us who is rich. What's real wealth? Who is rich? Those who are joyful with what they have. That's real wealth in life. It wasn't up there at that garden party at Harvard. Now this is real wealth, living a life with gratitude. Great. Well, seekers, please listen to part one. This has been great in part two. Searching in all the wrong places sometimes for something more. And once we find that more, which is our soul, we now are on the path of a spiritual quest to greater goodness, wholeness, and completeness. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Master in Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. 
Bye for now.